Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What is up, happy and healthy? Oh my gosh, surprise. I am doing a bonus episode today during the Christmas time. Because it was killing me inside to not post, (laughs) like genuinely. I have missed podcasting so much. I'm still working, you know, very hard to crank out content and all the other things I've been doing. But I just was like, I really want to get an episode up for the Christmas time. And I just talked to my podcast coordinator. I was like, should we do this? And she was like, absolutely. And there's just several things I feel like the holidays just bring out, whether that's family drama or feeling single and lonely or do I bring this person home to my family or not money you know getting good gifts what if I don't get a good gift what if I don't give get gifts at all what if I don't give a good enough gift so many different things around the holidays I'm just really excited to be back and before we get into that our launch date will be January 17th which I believe is the second Tuesday of January. So working on all the things for that. Life is about to get very, very crazy for me in this next year, but I'm very excited. And I just want to do a quick little update because it's been already a month and a half since we took our break. And if you're not following me on YouTube or TikTok or any other platform, maybe you don't know what's going on. Um, There's nothing like too crazy, but yeah, you know, some of the things are living alone now and navigating that and navigating dating and projects I'm working on and just trying to decide decisions on what I want to do with my life starting in January. And yeah, so far it's just been really, really good. Like I am just loving the holiday time. Christmas is absolutely my favorite season. And I decorated my house literally the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, we're doing this. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Absolutely judge me. But I did it anyway. And I I have no regrets. So Christmas has just been so fun. I've got Christmas mugs, peppermint mocha, coffee flavors, um, which right now I'm like craving a coffee and I don't need it. I already had one from Starbucks earlier, but I've only had one today. But I'm like, 
ooh, that sounds kind of nice. And just like the weather, like Dallas is so annoying weather-wise. One day it's hot, one day it's cold, so you never really know what you're going to get, but regardless right now it's actually pretty cold if you're watching the youtube video i have red holiday nails on and i'm wearing a sparkly little gold shirt christmas decor behind me everything about the season just like family giving giving getting gifts and like seeing people's reactions and like my whole family we're going to be spending christmas together in austin i got a vrbo for my family we're all going to go together and spend the whole week there and my family is growing like there's more kids now in the picture people getting married whatever so it's just like literally the best time of the year and so i hope you guys love it as much as i do and it's just been fun like there's been holiday parties i've been going to i've been hosting some i started this thing with my friend group which I am just like loving that I did this because I basically was loathing on my couch one day and was like dang like I live alone now and I want to hang out with more people and I don't want to feel like I live alone so I texted every single single girl that I could think of and I was like yo do you want to come over do you want to do a girls night and literally like 15 plus girls showed up these are all different girls from my church. And I told other girls, I'm like, invite whomever you want. Like, if you know someone that's struggling or needs a friend or whatever, I was like, bring them over. And, like, everyone brought, like, treats and we played a game. We did this, re- this really cool game, which I randomly thought of it on in the spot. I don't know why. But basically, because a lot of people were meeting each other for the first time, I did this game where you put in a fun fact about yourself And then we all had to go around and, like, guess who we thought the fun fact was about. And it was actually pretty funny. Like, we got some really good stories out of it. So, highly recommend doing that. Um, It was just a great time. So, now this friend group still meets all the time. Like, we meet every other week. We meet at least once a month. So, tonight actually is the next girl gang hangout. It's called Dallas Girl Gang. How cliche. But whatever, okay? We're rolling with it. So, for tonight's hangout, we're doing this thing called Three Favorites where everyone brings three other favorite products so everyone brings that and then you all exchange and you basically leave with three new products they all have to be under twenty dollars so i got three products from glam glow that were fifth not oh my gosh glam glow that's not the right product glow recipe glam glow was like 2016 era on youtube i don't even think that company is a thing anymore i meant to say glow recipe wow that brought out the old youtuber inside of me from glow recipe and so that's what i'm giving and i'm excited to see what i leave with tonight with new products so i am vlogging today so make sure you're following my youtube channel to see all the things i've been up to since been since i've been taking a break on my podcast i've been uploading every monday pretty proud of myself on that so definitely check that out but that'll be fun but that is something that the dallas girl gang is doing is we're doing our holiday themed party so i'm really excited and then i'm going out of town this weekend and life has just been really good i've been crazy busy though like i just went to chicago oklahoma and i'll be going to austin for a week and then i have a ski trip coming up so i'm really excited for some adventures but also just trying to work on these projects i started selling the happy and healthy merch again i know i told y'all that um sorry i'm just getting into updates but my merch company i ended up splitting ways with them we both amicably were like mutually like yo this this is not working so we separated we ended on good terms though but now i was left with all this merch and i was like what do i do so my assistant and i figured it out we're really excited we've been shipping out the merch so there is still some random things left over like abide merch still a lot of hats a lot of happy and healthy socks all the totes sold out sold out in two seconds like i expected um because those have been the best sellers which i've been excited about i love the totes and there's some uh random 
Jogger is still available if anyone wants any. So the link is always down below or it's JanineMapola.com. So that's been exciting. There's just been some really fun things behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, I've been thriving and looking forward to next year and New Year's Eve. Um, whenever I come back, I'll talk to you guys about more of what New Year's Eve and the New Year looks like, goals, all the things like that. But for now, I want to just get into navigating the holidays when it comes to singleness, dating, lack of money, insecurities with that, gifts, gift giving, family drama, all the things. So I hope this episode is helpful. I'm not like, I'm going to be more just like discussing things. I may not always have like, I may not have the best advice regarding this, but I'm going to give my thoughts and my advice that I do have. But I hope I can provide some, you know, some solutions, but also just hearing my thoughts on all these different types of topics. So let's just get right into it. And I am so excited to be back. I miss you guys. Let's do it. Okay, I hate to admit this, but I actually went and grabbed a cup of coffee. <laughs> I got this cute little mug from Enchant Dallas, and it says it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's so cute. If you're not watching the YouTube video, it's this shiny, reflective gold mug, and it's so pretty. I'm going to just take a little sip. Hold on. That was really hot. Wow. It burned me, but it's it was kind of worth it. Up first in this topic of navigating the holidays, I feel like... We all know that it's cuffing season, but it doesn't have to be. But the holidays make you feel like you have to be cuffed. And if you don't know what cuffing means, it basically means like getting a boyfriend or girlfriend for the holidays, essentially. And I understand that there are so many pressures that come with the holidays of, okay, number one, maybe you are dating someone and it's a new relationship and you're like, wait a dang minute. Do I bring you home to my family now? Do I not? We've only been dating for two months. Ugh. Well, that's up to you. However, you know, I probably wouldn't recommend it that early on if you really don't see it, see it going anywhere. But also, that's very contingent upon your family because I know for my family, like, <laughs> my family is not like, yeah, just bring anyone. Woo. They're like, are you going to get married? Like, I, I get it. Last year, I brought someone to my Christmas because we thought we were getting married. Hmm. Well, that obviously didn't work out. So now looking back, I'm like, well, that was a bummer, but I don't regret it because at that time, him and I had been dating for already seven months. So it wasn't ridiculous to bring him home. But maybe if you're early on in the relationship, maybe it wouldn't be the wisest thing to bring them home unless you for sure feel like it's it's going the right direction or your family and you are just chill about it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Depends on your family, depends on your situation. However, I know that, you know, there's some families and maybe you're single and you're going home and your mom or your grandma or your aunt Jean or whomever it is, they're like, honey, why are you still single? Are you broken? Are you ever going to finally bring someone home for me? Are you ever going to bring us a son? When are you finally going to get pregnant? It's all the questions and they're never freaking fun. Absolutely never fun. I've been there. I've done that where, you know, my mom or someone has been like, when are you finally going to be married? And I'm like, okay, don't you think I'm trying out here, Barbara? Kidding. I don't have anyone named Barbara in my family. That was just the first name that came into my head. So I get it. There's just like all these pressures. And I think especially during the holidays is when you start to feel lonely and you start to feel sad and you start to see everyone posting their freaking kissing pictures underneath the mistletoe and you're like I have no one to be underneath the mistletoe so you grab your dog and you kiss your dog instead and we don't got to do that unless that's something you really want to do I just feel like it's okay to feel sad or lonely or like 
Again, another year goes by and I still don't have anyone. No ring by spring or no ring underneath the mistletoe or whatever. I don't know what that would be for Christmas. And that's okay. You know, you know, good things take time. God ordained things take time. But I don't want you to just try to get a holiday honey or a holiday hookup because you feel the pressure that you need to be with someone or you need to feel something. And I just don't think that's really worth it in the long run. Don't pressure yourself into a relationship or getting someone or going on Hinge or a dating app just because it's cuffing season or that's what society says, that it's cuffing season or that you feel like I've got to bring home someone for my family, which reminds me of that movie. This just pinged in my head. You remember that movie Holiday? It's on Netflix. It's where Emma Roberts brings home this guy that she has like all this drama with, whatever. It's kind of a weird movie, but also kind of funny. They they like pretend to be that they're dating um, in order to like appease the family, which I'm like, that's just stupid. I'm like, okay, maybe this is just judgmental, but in my mind, I'm like, what family wants you to lie to them about you bringing someone home just for the sake of bringing someone home. I'm like, what? My family would never do that. They'd be like, who are you? What's your social security? Do we know you? What are your intentions? My dad would be like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Like my family is not just going to allow like anyone just for the sake of anyone being there. You know what I mean? So I think that maybe is just a little bit unrealistic, but I don't want us to feel like just because you need to have the appearance that you have someone or you need to appease your family or your aunt, your aunt Barbara or Jean, that you have to go quickly find someone. That's It's just not worth it in the long run. I feel like you can instead use this season to do what I maybe did at the beginning of this episode where I talked about you get girls together, you do a holiday party, you go and serve together. I don't know, like just the other day, my friend Olivia, she texted four girls in our friend group And she was like, hey, I'm trying to raise money and get some products for some families in need. Would anyone be willing to donate? And so that's what we did instead. We went and all got products. I got Tupperware. I got coffee mugs. Like everyone picked an item to donate to a family or to someone in need. Like let's spend our time doing that instead of flipping through Hinge or Tinder out of boredom or loneliness when that's just not really going to satisfy you in the long run. It may fulfill a temporal need or an immediate gratification, but in the long run, it may not be worth it. And I can't say that, you know, it it won't work always, but nine out of 10 times, I just feel like it's probably not going to work. So I can't make a blanket statement and be like, it's not going to work because It absolutely could. I just feel like check your intentions and your motivations as to why you want someone. Because I know around this time, the holidays, it's difficult. There's so many pressures of bringing someone home. But don't do that just because you feel like you have to. But I just feel like you could use this season for other things of giving back and taking care of yourself and taking care of your friends and treating your friends. And just there are so many other fun things you could do in this holiday season than be feeling like you have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, depending on whoever you are listening. I feel like you could use this to host and pour in your friends and do cute holiday things with your friends instead. And that's kind of what I've been doing. You know what I mean? So I feel like you do that. Like, I just think let's reshift our perspective and be like, who can I pour into this season instead of thinking about how lonely you are? But I think it's okay to feel sad. Like those moments come in waves and I think it's okay to feel that and to sit in that for a second. But let's just not stay there. You know what I mean? Like, let's just not stay there. Don't just 
immediately grab someone for a, a satisfaction that you're trying to fulfill that may not be beneficial for you in the long run. So really use some wisdom and discernment and judgment, good judgment on that with you know dating someone during the holidays. And if it does work out and you do go on an awesome date, awesome, that's amazing. I'm really proud of you. But don't prolong it just because it's the holidays. You see what I'm saying? I just don't think that's wise. The next thing I kind of want to talk about is gift giving. Now, gift giving comes with so much nuance. If you follow me on my Instagram, I talked about this the other day, how I don't know if other families do this or not. I did like a little poll, but I basically asked if every single year you and your family do gifts. Now, growing up, I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, woe is me, pity me. But my family didn't have much money growing up and I'm one of seven kids. So for my parents to buy every single kid a gift, it was a lot of money. And my dad really just didn't have the funds. There were years where we were doing really well financially and then we got a ton of gifts. And then there were some years where he was just like, I just can't do it. I'm so sorry. So they would try to find like a really cheap way or we literally would just not do gifts. And as a seven-year-old, where was I going to get the funds to buy eight other, eight other people in my family a gift? They're just, they're just, they just weren't there. I kind of learned from a young age that it's okay to not get gifts one year. I, I remember growing up watching everyone on, well, this is so funny, MySpace and Facebook back in the day. That's where I would get really jealous was MySpace and Facebook and also my next door neighbors because that's where I would immediately see what they got. They would come over or I'd see them outside with their new bike or their new toys or my best friend Cammie would call me every single year. Her family got gifts and she would call me and my sisters and she would say, what did you guys get? What did you guys get? And I remember just feeling so sad some years. And I would literally, out of an insecurity, I would lie. I would be like, yeah, well, I got this Barbie and I got some candy. Like I would just pull things out of my brain that were not even true because I was just so insecure and sad that I wasn't getting a gift that year. And it's weird. Now that I'm 28, I've gotten older. I'm kind of like, it doesn't really matter to a kid. Yes. That means so much more. Like I, I want to make sure maybe, you know, for my nieces and nephews and my kids growing when they grow up, I want them to be able to have gifts. Like, I don't want my kids to have to feel like that. But for some families, that's just the reality. Some families just simply cannot afford it, which just breaks my heart. Like, truly, I've thought about doing like a toy fundraiser or something like I just don't know where the gifts would be donated to. But there are foundations and organizations that do this. That's called Toys for Tots. And I've donated to that in the past because I just never want a kid to feel the way that I felt sometimes, you know? And I'm not saying that was every single year, but there were some years where like we just didn't have gifts. But I feel like in some senses, it really reshifted my perspective to be like, what is this really all about anyway? And as I've gone older, I've just been like, it's really about it sounds so cliche. It's about giving versus receiving. And I feel like I have everything I need. I feel so blessed. I feel so thankful. What more would I genuinely actually need? I can think of a couple things. I'm like, okay, yeah, running shoes, a new journal, maybe, you know, I could think of, I could just think of things. But what are things that I absolutely genuinely need? I can't think of anything. So instead, I started thinking like, well, what would I want to get my family? And my family's kind of weird with gifts. Like some years, even to this day, we still decide, are we doing gifts or are we not? A way to kind of make it work is we do Secret Santa. So instead of buying everyone a single gift, we buy one person a gift and you go really hard at that and you have a budget. So I think that's like a good makeshift way to just make sure someone still gets something 
without breaking the bank. So I recommend doing Secret Santa because that's actually what my family's doing this year. At first, we were like, we're not doing gifts. No one was, everyone was like, we don't have money for it. But we were like, let's do Secret Santa. So I think that's a good kind of, you know, in between to really solve that problem. But I feel like inevitably, there are a lot of emotions that come around with, you know, gift giving. And just like the pressures of having to give a good gift or receive a good gift or posting about what you got. Because social media just makes you feel like, You have to post when I'm like, you don't. Like, I remember feeling like another insecurity was on YouTube back in the day. You would post the day of on YouTube what I got for Christmas. And there were years I didn't get anything. And I literally, this is so embarrassing to admit, I would go shopping for myself and I would pretend that someone bought it for me out of an insecurity. That is just ridiculous. Like, We should not have to do that. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, don't lie to try to make yourself look better because that's just stupid. So I feel like we should just all relieve this tension, relieve this stigma that you have to get something or you have to get a certain amount of gift or a certain amount of money or a car in order to look good on Christmas. That's just stupid. That's not really what it's about. I think at the end of the day, for me now, It is about being with my family. It's about watching Christmas movies, listening to the Messiah, knowing the real meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus's birth and him being born into the world, which is our savior being born into the world and celebrating that. And I'll get into that. And like giving gifts instead and being with your loved ones and affirming one another. And like, ultimately, like that is what I look forward at the end of the day with my family is us spending time taking cute pictures cooking a delicious dinner together, being around the table, affirming each other, speaking life into each other, telling each other, what are you thankful for? Seeing the kids just thriving, having so much fun in the house, like stuff like that is what I, now that I'm older, I really, really appreciate. For kids, you want to give them gifts. So like I will get my nieces and nephews something, but I feel like there's not really anything that I genuinely need. You know what I mean? I think it's always better to to give than receive. And I think that's just biblical. And I'm not trying to be like a holier than thou, like, oh my God, look at me. I just love giving gifts. But I still have some things I want. Like if someone asks me, Maddie and I are doing a gift exchange. Like there's some other people in my life that I am doing a gift exchange and we've discussed it previously. That was something I was going to talk about is you discuss with your friends and your family, hey, are we doing gifts this year? Are we not? If we are, what does that look like? Do we have a budget? Set a budget. It just makes things easier so that you you didn't get someone a $100 gift and they gave you a $25 gift. I think it's just easier to always set a boundary with that and be like, what is the limit? And then if you need to with your family, like I said, do Secret Santa. But I pulled y'all on that on Instagram just to see what other people do. And majority of people, because you know, majority of people don't have that much money. That is the reality. A lot of people DM me and they said, we do Secret Santa because that is what is realistic for our funds. And I just think that think that's wise. Don't feel pressure from other families or, or social media or society to have to overspend or overdo anything just to appease people. I just feel like people pleasing is so toxic. It stretches you. It makes you do things from a place of insecurity rather than a genuine place. You know what I mean? And I think the Bible is just talking about giving with a generous, kind heart, not a heart that is impulsive or does it reluctantly or anything like that. It's talking about giving with a cheerful heart. You know what I mean? So I think it's just really cool to just give and not expect anything back. Like I don't expect, I genuinely, I don't expect anyone in my family to get me anything. I literally don't even think anyone will. Like I can pretty much promise you that no one will be getting me anything. 
However, last year I was like, you know what? I don't care. And I think, I think I'm very blessed in the sense of as being an influencer too, I do have so much stuff that I have brand new that's given to me. And that is where I will for sure 100% be super, super thankful. But a lot of times I have so much extra stuff. I'm like, why not just give this to my mom, my dad, to friends? Like I let people come in and be like, take anything extra because I don't need it. Like for me to hoard all these things to myself would just be super, super selfish. This year, I got some like cute little custom bracelets for my sisters. Some of them I'm giving perfume that, excuse me, is like brand new that brands gave me. But I don't want to, I was basically trying to say like, if I have extra things, why would I not give it? You know what I mean? But it's just beneficial to talk about this with your family and your friends beforehand so that it's not just like this awkward thing of like, oh, you got me a gift and I didn't. Oh, or wow, you spent way more money and I didn't spend it all. I just feel like it just clears the air and it just makes things better by not, it makes things better by just discussing it ahead of time. But as I was saying, like this year, I don't think anyone's going to get me anything for Christmas. There's only just a couple friends of mine that we've discussed that we're going to give each other gifts. And then for my family, I'm still going to get people gifts. Um, and I don't think they know that, but I'm still going to do it anyway. <laughs> but I don't really, like I said, I don't expect my family to do anything because a lot of my family, they just have regular jobs, you know, they're, and some of them are doing well, like nutritionists, physical therapists, trainers. My, one of my sisters is a designer for Nordstrom. Like everyone's fine, you know, but I think, I think it's just easier to just set the tone of like, I don't expect anything that way. Like if you don't get anything, you're not crushed. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's so subjective and up to your family. But I just like overall want to just kind of remind us that like at the end of the day, it is not about gifts. I know as a kid or, or in general society and American culture can make it feel like it's all about gifts, gifts, gifts to spend your money, buy this, do this. But I think as a Christian, it reshifts your perspective as to what Christmas is really about when you really sit down and think about it. And then you're like, oh, like at the end of the day, the celebration is really just about you bringing your family and glorifying God and glorifying Jesus and praising God for sending his son. And if we read in Luke 2, the the story of the birth of Jesus is something I kind of want to talk about. It's really beautiful. And I think it's something that we should all do is just go through um, the book of Luke and maybe you can, well, I guess it's a little late whenever I post this podcast, but still read the book of Luke. And a lot of people read this in the month of December because it's basically sharing the story of Jesus. But Luke two is specifically where we see the birth of Jesus. And I read this yesterday and I was like, this is so good. Like I want to reshare this because this is ultimately what it's about. You guys like American culture and just culture in general has shifted it to be this consumerism mentality of buy and do this and you know, it's all about cookies and presents. And those are all super fun things. I absolutely love everything surrounding Christmas. But at the end of the day, if I wasted this month and I didn't give God glory and I didn't celebrate the birth of Jesus, and if I didn't spend time with the savior of the world, it would be a miss to me. That would be a miss. I am not saying don't watch the movies. Don't make Christmas cookies. Don't set up the tree. Don't do the parties. I think do all of those. I love those. But be intentional and slow down and take time 
to read the birth of Jesus, the story, to thank Jesus for everything that he has done for his life, for a savior coming into this world because of this savior. That is why we get eternal life. When you have accepted him as your Lord and your savior, this is what it's about. It is about, it is better to give than to receive. It is to celebrate the birth of this, of the savior that came into the world. When we were sinners, we could not save ourselves. We are not enough on our own. That is why we need a savior who is enough for us. And because of this birth, this is the savior of the world that came in to die for us, to take away all of our sins because we are sinful people. I can first and foremost be like, yep, I'm a sinful human being. But when you step into this salvation, you go from sinner to saint. When you have um, accepted Jesus as your Lord and your savior, he takes away those sins for you. The sins that you have done, are do, will do, whatever. It doesn't matter. He takes those away from you and you step into being a sinner to a saint. Because when you step from a sinner to a saint through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, who gives you the power to overcome sin and temptation, a saint is someone that knows that, that knows I am saved, I'm redeemed. And because of Jesus, I am no longer the sinner because he died for those sins eternally. Praise you father for that. Because apart from Jesus, we will not be able to fight these sins off. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we will constantly struggle and fall into temptation. So I think that's why it's so beautiful to look at this story and see that the Prince of Peace, when we're in this season, like wrestling with money or struggles or insecurities or not having a boyfriend or relationship or all the things that come, we get to look back at the Prince of Peace that was born in a manger, came from a lowly place. Like he did not come from like, glory and riches and all these things. This, this, this savior came on a donkey born in a manger, a dingy, dingy manger, but was still, um, someone that was not elevating himself, but yet sacrificed his entire life, took a brutal beating for us. He became man, became human for us, took a beating so that our sins could be redeemed and paid for and, and atoned. And if this is all like very wordy and Christianese for you, I'm very sorry. I'm trying to kind of like make it more simplified, but it's a beautiful story because that is the gospel. The good news is that you no longer have to try anymore on your own. You have a savior that already did that for you. So when you feel like striving or like, I can't do this on my own, you're right. You can't and you don't have to. And that's the the good news of Jesus coming. And so I kind of want to just read the story to you guys in Luke 2. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I will read mainly the story of Jesus. So Luke 2, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph, who is Jesus's earthly father, also went up to Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of the lineage lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, which is basically his wife, who was with child. And Mary was obviously pregnant with Jesus. And an angel, Gabriel, came to Mary previously and told her, you are about to birth the son of God, who is Jesus. And she was so shocked, but the angel was like, "Don't, don't be scared. Like, you're about to have the son of the world inside of you, which is a crazy thing to hear. 
So while they were there, the time came for her birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and they wrapped him in a swaddle of cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn, which is crazy. The savior of the world had no place for him in the inn, which is just kind of foreshadowing his entire future that there wouldn't be a place for him, that people would not accept him. People would not believe that he is the savior of the world and that he was always ostracized. He was casted out. He was, he was judged all the things, right? And in the same region, there were shepherds who headed out into the field and they kept watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with a great fear because of course they're like, what is this thing coming to us? They didn't know what it was. And they said to him, I bring you great news, good news, great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby in a swaddling claws in a lion in a manger. Sorry, y'all. I really stink at reading out loud. I have ever since I was younger. <laughs> and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby line in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the child had been told them concerning this thing. So the prophets were right. And all of them heard it wondered and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Because it had been prophesied to them. And the angels uh, had told them that there is a baby in a manger. And it all came to pass. It was true. At the end of the eight days, Jesus was circumcised. And then he was called Jesus, the name that was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Okay, so basically, that's kind of the story. It's a beautiful thing that even even the shepherds were praising God. God, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the Savior being born of the world. And that's something we should do. This is a great time to really reflect on what he has done in your life, what he's done in my life, what he's done for the world. And maybe it's hard for you to do that right now. Maybe it's hard for you because you're experiencing grief or loss or pain or something in your life is going on. And I'm I just want to say I'm so sorry. This can be a very hard time for a lot of people where they're navigating family drama and so many things and maybe a loss of a relative or all the things that go on. Maybe you're struggling with finances or you're struggling with a breakup or you're struggling with a divorce. So many things that happen during the holidays that can be very, very difficult to navigate. And that's another element of the holidays is balancing and navigating that. And I know that can be super, super difficult. And I just want to say, I'm so sorry. I don't know what that is for you. And there, there is just a lot of pain associated with the holidays. Sometimes maybe you lost someone around this time and that's really difficult for you, but just know that God still hears you and he loves you and he's so near to you. And it doesn't change the goodness of him and the kindness of him and what this month means to all of us and that a savior has come to the world so that we can have eternity. So when we do pass one day, if we believe in him and we have trusted in him, that one day we will be in heaven and we will be celebrating. We will also too be praising over and over and over as we become um, angels, I think. I don't know if we become angels in heaven. I don't actually don't know that. But when we do get to heaven, we'll be worshiping and, and praising and glorifying, saying the same thing that these shepherds say, glory to God in the highest. We say this over and over and over. And we say on earth peace among those because 
the Prince of Peace has come. And so when we get to heaven, all the pain, the fear, the, the, the trauma, all the suffering, everything that happens on earth, on this mortal, suffering, sinful world, will all come to pass when we go to heaven and we get to praise God and we get to say, thank you, God. And also we'll get to see all the things that God has done that we didn't even know about all the protection, all the things that he removed for our goodness and for our protection because he loves us. And so maybe it's hard for you this season with all the things that are, that are happening and going on. And so I hope that you can see that, you know, in the midst of all the things that we don't see that God is still very much present. He is still very much working always behind the scenes, even when we don't see it. But one day we will one day. And I cannot wait to see it. I can't wait to see all the fun little things that, you know, God did that I was like, that's why you did that. That's going to be really, really cool. And then you can thank him and praise him because you're like, that was because you loved me because you cared about me, which is kind of cool. And so if you don't feel that peace right now, know that the Prince of Peace lives inside of you. If you have the Holy Spirit, that's the peace that you get to enter into and activate every single day when you walk with the Holy Spirit. God, would you be my peace right now? Would you just come to my heart and ask him that? And I think he will. God, will you give me peace? Because the only thing that can rob you of peace is when you give it away. And when someone takes it away, when you let someone take that peace away, but when you have the Prince of Peace inside of you, no circumstance can do that. That's the beautiful thing about joy and peace. It's not based off of circumstances. It's really not. That's what happiness is. It's based off of circumstances and surroundings, but peace and joy are, are, are based off of Jesus inside of you and the fruit of the spirit, which is just really, really sweet. So that was just kind of like the story of Jesus. And something I want to just recenter our minds onto is just knowing that this season is about glorifying Jesus and remembering why it's so sweet that he came into our lives and why it's so sweet that he was born is that because of him, we get eternal life and we get all the peace and the joy and the good news and that we have the solution to problems that people are looking for. So many people are struggling, needing hope and joy and peace and they're depressed and all these things. And we have the solution. Share it. Share that good news. And I think the last thing I want to talk about is family drama because I mentioned that and how that could be difficult. And then I'll start to close up. So family drama, because this is the time when, like I said, it can be difficult for you with your family. You're maybe wrestling with your family, uh, maybe because they ask you, why did you bring someone home this year? Or maybe someone looks at you and they're like, wow, you've really gained weight this year. And that you're just like, that sucks to hear. Thank you for that. That was not fun. Or maybe there's always fighting or there's that one relative that you're like, I really hate seeing you or it's awkward. Those are all really real valid things. And I may not have the answer to everyone's situations, but I know that there's a lot of drama. I know for me, my family can fight a lot during the holidays. There's a lot of things that could be kind of annoying of certain siblings or lack of money or just miscommunications or people picking on each other, whatever. I think having boundaries is just important and not going in with certain expectations. I think kind of going in with just kind of like, regardless, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to serve. I'm going to try to love but also within boundaries, because I think to an extent, your family can always kind of take advantage of that a little bit where they're like, well, you're my, you're my daughter or you're my sibling. So you should be giving, giving, giving. And it's like, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that, you know? So I think having boundaries is really beneficial just to kind of go in. And if someone tries to talk about things that you just don't want to talk about, be clear about it. 
say, hey, honestly, I really just don't feel comfortable talking about this. Would you mind not bringing that up? That makes me feel a little bit, a little bit weird. But they don't respect it. You're kind of allowed to just step away or distance yourself a little bit. Doesn't mean you got to be rude, but you can just distance yourself a little bit. Or maybe, I know I've experienced this before, someone has noticed you've gained weight or lost weight and you don't want to talk about it. You could say the same thing. Hey, I'd actually really appreciate it if you didn't comment on my weight. That just doesn't feel good for me to hear. Would you please respect that? That's it. That's all you got to say. I think it's just better to kind of communicate that. And if they don't honor it, then again, you can set some boundaries, you know? But I know for some families, like, I don't have the solution to everyone's problems. I'm just more just kind of discussing this overall that how how the holidays can be difficult with that. But um, I know I was talking to someone recently and I was like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? And how is your family doing about that? And they said that they never see her in-laws parents anymore because they can't because they're too unhealthy. And maybe that's how you have to do that for your family going forward. I'm not saying to do that, but maybe that is something you have to do. Maybe you just outright cannot spend the holidays with that person anymore or maybe you just need to step back or maybe you need you to go spend Christmas Christmas <laughs> no maybe you need to go spend Christmas with someone else I don't know what that looks like for you but I know a lot of friends in my life have a lot of family tensions and drama to where they just simply cannot spend Christmas with their own family which is very heartbreaking it's true but do what you need to do to protect yourself and set boundaries and I don't know what that looks like for you But I think at some point, it's okay if you need to do that. Don't feel guilty. I know that that's something you might need to grieve or lament about or maybe feel frustrated about or feel sad about. I think it's okay to feel sad about that for sure. But do what you need to do in a healthy way, a godly way, a God-honoring way. Process that with a counselor. Process that with a mentor. Process that with friends or whomever, a family member if you can, as to what that looks like. But I just want you to know, like, I understand that it can be difficult. I hear you. Um, and I just think it's normal. I just don't think it's reality of anyone's family or situation or money or life or gift giving or holidays or home to look perfect. It's not a Hallmark movie. Life is simply not a Disney channel or a Hallmark movie. That's just not the reality. So don't put the pressure on yourself to feel like it has to be, or don't feel like you have to fake it or contrive things on social media because you want to maintain an, an appearance or a standard. That's just not realistic. A lot of times I don't post on social media what I get as presents because either I don't get anything at all or B, I just don't want to post it because it doesn't make anyone feel good and I don't want to brag. And I think, you know, there used to be those trends of where, like, like I said, you'd post on YouTube, like what I got for Christmas. And I think those are fine if, if you really are showing it being appreciative and you're very thankful and you are coming from a very humble place. But I don't know, I kind of just stopped doing those because I was just like, I don't want to make people feel weird. And sometimes, like I said, I don't even get gifts to show at all anyway. So there's not really anything to show. Like this year, I'm definitely not doing that. But I remember just feeling like growing up, I would see people post about it and I would just feel like absolute trash because I was like, I didn't get a new car. I didn't get a new iPhone 7 a lot of the time. You know what I mean? It's just not a good feeling. So if you are going to post about it, just be considerate of that maybe. And if you are going to do it, come from a humble place really consider why do I feel like I need to post this? Is it because I want to brag or is it because I just, I don't know, just think about it a little bit. Think about that and just try not to put too much pressure on yourself. If you do see someone post about it and compare yourself to be like, well, I didn't get that. And that's okay that you didn't get that. You know, everyone's life looks differently. And, um, I don't want to be, you know, 
someone that has to constantly compare my Christmas to someone else's Christmas. Everyone's families and backgrounds and lifestyles are so different. But yeah, basically just not putting the pressure to make your Christmas look like someone else's Christmas. Think of your own traditions and your own things and your own beautiful things that your family can do and just run with that. So those are my thoughts on um, navigating the holidays and Christmas. Remember what it's about. Jesus loves you. Genuinely, he loves you. God sent a savior into this world to save you. If you are struggling this season, I just want you to know I see you. I love you. I care for you. I hear you. But Jesus has got your back. Lean on him. Trust him. Ask him, God, would you be my prince of peace? Would you come into my heart? I want to spend eternity with you. I I can't do this on my own. And just know that it's okay if your holidays don't look like other people's um, that's just the reality. It won't, but I miss you guys. I'm happy. I got to get an episode out. I love y'all. I will be back January 17th. You can stay up to date with me on my YouTube. I post every Monday, pretty much daily on Instagram. Um, I've been posting on TikTok, and I'll be back here every single Tuesday starting January 17th. I love you guys so much. I miss you guys. Let me know your thoughts. Share this episode. If it helped, I'll be be reposting you guys and I'll see you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Have an amazing New Year's Eve. A happy holidays. I love you guys so much. Jesus is the reason for this season and I'll see you guys very, very soon. Until then, you guys, please, please, please stay happy and healthy. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye, y'all.